Welcome back to the Great Pop Culture Debates episode devoted to the best song of 1999. I'm your host, Eric Resniak, and I'm joined by my personal destiny's child featuring (laughs) Kara Austin, Heather McLean, and Amy Pilot. Did you already listen to part one? Miss Independent part one? If you haven't, go back and check out greatpopculturedebate.com. If you haven't downloaded the bracket, make sure you find that in the bracket section. And if you haven't listened to all the songs that are part of our Final 32, find the playlist on Spotify and groove out and party like it's 1999. So previously, we had little things down to the Elite Eight, and we're now going to jump right into it. First up, we have No Scrubs by TLC versus Believe by Cher. And I'm going to put it to a vote first. Is anybody here going to vote for Believe? Uh, Kara? Absolutely not. Not against No Scrubs. How about you, Heather? I don't want No Scrubs. I'm all about TLC. Okay, so you do want no scrubs. I do want no scrubs. Okay, and Amy? No scrubs for me. So I don't even feel like I need to defend Believe. I'm grateful for it, that it exists, and it brought Cher to the children again. Um, <laughs> but I do think there are much better Cher songs out there, and I think there are better Cher songs off of that album. It was the number one song of 1999, I believe, so credit where it's due but we are going to advance no scrubs to the final four next up we had fuck boys every time no fuck boys every time and i feel like that's something that share can get behind by the way i feel like share would be backing yeah yeah it's a theme that has aged well yes it has now the thing is though our times did we listen to them when they told us these things because i don't know about you but i dated a lot of scrubs between 1999 and now oh yeah that's why we're that's why we're here. Exactly. All right. So uh, next up, we have Summer Girls by LFO versus I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. And I think this is going to get messy. Heather, I'm going to have you defend Backstreet Boys. All I can start with is really when you think boy band and 1999, if you don't think the Backstreet Boys, I don't know that we can be friends. I mean, for me, This is the quintessential, what was I doing in 1999? I was laying on my inflatable lime green sofa. Yes. I convinced my parents to buy me to put in my bedroom, just in my angsty preteen life, listening to the Backstreet Boys and figuring out that, you know, I want it that way, even though I don't know what that way is yet. And I still don't think we know what that way is. I mean, I still don't know what that way is. If somebody's figured it out, please let me know. But, uh, you know, I just, when I think 1999, I don't know that anybody can sway me away from the Backstreet Boys as being such a quintessential ingrained part of that year for me. And I think for so many of us, when we think about that, I mean, ladies, can I get an amen? Absolutely. All white open shirts, airport for whatever reason i'm there for it so before you make your final votes i just want to read for you the following lyric and i need you to just take a moment and just let it soak in quote i like the color purple macaroni and cheese ruby red slippers and a bunch of treats these are some of the most sublime lyrics that have ever been put pen to paper and we wouldn't have them wasn't wasn't for lfo summer girls the poet laureates of our time rich whatever his last name is i hear someone wanting to say something now i can see that we've fallen apart 
from the way that it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want you to know that this is a better song than LFO Summer Girls. Yep, because it is my fire. Fire? Your one desire? Fire? That's a hot rhyme. It's a hot rhyme. Amy, where are you on this one? It's so it's it's very hard because it's it's just that's so bad pop nineteen ninety-nine and you know Shakespeare's sonnets right there inspired that macaroni and cheese lyric. But um I, I do want it that way. I, I still think that I want it that way. And ladies and gentlemen, after I have been sitting here and cramming LFO down your throat like the Chinese food that makes Rich sick, I too am changing my vote to I want that why the Backstreet Boys. Because as I sit there and I'm even trying to justify this, I'm like, (laughs) girl, no. Like, you can't do it. It doesn't work. It ain't nothing but a mistake. I think we need to say bye-bye-bye to Summer Girls. We do. We do. We need to let it go. But it had a great run. Great run for an eight seed. Backstreet Boys advanced to the final four. Next up, it's Doo-Wop That Thing by Lauren Hill versus Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. And I believe that my panel has a pretty easy leaning here. Heather, where are you on this one? Uh, She's into superstitions, black cats, and voodoo dolls, which I think 1999 me might have actually uh, gone on the family computer in a closet, listened to the AOL dial-up on, and looked up what voodoo dolls were. Ah, that's a good point. Uh, How about you, Amy? I mean, yeah. I mean, Ricky Martin, yeah, for sure. Not a question here. So, Kara, I'm going to let you go ahead and say why you think it's the right song. It's clearly going to win. Before I do that, I do want to say that Lauryn Hill... uh, this song is, is an amazing song. She came out of the gate so hard with that disc, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And it is a tragedy what has happened to this artist because she's really just completely fallen apart in the intervening 20 years. And you can make some very strong cases, and she has, for how she got completely fucked by the industry. And I think now more than ever, we were able to really see how racism can have incredibly deleterious impacts on brilliant artists like her but i did want to say that that one album if nothing else we have that one lauren hill album which is amazing from start to finish and what an incredible gift that we got from her in 1999 on top of the incredible gift that was already sister act two let's just put that out there (laughs) so with that said i'm going to pass it to kara to talk about andrakita martin and live in la vida loca I don't know how I was supposed to follow that and make a case for this song anymore. Um, I'm, I'm only picking it on, like, like when Lauren, like Lauren, when I looked at Lauren Hill versus Smash Mouth, like it was like, what is happening? That's a slam dunk. But as far as like, so it comes down to what song am I going to put on right, like right now and, you know, get up and dance to. And it's just, it's just, it's the Ricky Martin song just has that, that, you know, it's it's kind of like the whatever the soccer song you did too, the cup of life, like cup of life on your feet and you're moving, and someone pours wax down his chest. <laughs> I, I mean, that I, was an awakening moment for all of us. Let's be honest, that was yeah. a if it, yes. I told you the '90s men were waxed within an inch of their life, and Ricky Martin was actually like putting that to the test. Yeah, so I, I have to go live in La Vida Loca. 
And I'm not even mad about it. I would probably put it forward too. But I did want to speak on behalf of Warren Hill because I feel like she is an artist who was done dirty by the the industry. Do I think that she probably was a part of that failure? 100%. Sidebar, pay your taxes, people. But um, (laughs) yeah, like she got got really screwed. Uh, And the final in our Elite Eight is Baby One More Time by Britney Spears versus Mambo Number 5 by Lou Bega both songs with ridiculous titles, which was very much a 1999 thing. Things with parentheses, things that didn't make any sense. This one opens with a fucking ellipsis. Uh, (laughs) But I'm going to give it to Heather to talk about Baby One More Time because we haven't even talked about this one yet. Again, similar to Backstreet Boys, for me, Baby One More Time, all I can see is Britney Spears in that plaid skirt and the schoolgirl outfit with the pigtails and how everybody in school suddenly started wearing that outfit after this song came out. And it goes with the theme of 1999 of, if you think about it, like, hit me, baby, one more time. Talking about things that don't age well in a Me Too yeah, era. Right. But it's another song where when it comes on, I'm not ashamed to tell you that I still remember every single word to this. It 100% was the soundtrack for me in 1999, and it put Britney on the map. It was Britney before the Python. It was Britney before the breakdown. It was Britney before her current Instagram, whatever the hell I'm looking at. Oh, goodness gracious. You know, it's what made Britney Britney. This is the song for me, that is 1999. This is the big bang for Britney. It truly is. This is what the about big bang for Britney. It is. Kara, how about you with Mambo Number no. 5? So Mambo Number no. 5 will always have a very special place in my heart. Um, it's a song that I kind of adopted as an identity for <laughs> uh, a trivia team I was on. We all had our, our team names, much like roller derby names. And I took Mambo Cinco because... I had this way of just bringing the song up for no reason and it being an earworm and everyone's like, damn it, Kara. And like, so it wasn't even a song I liked that much at the time. Um, and I, then I almost got my friend fired because one morning while I was at work, I thought it'd be really funny to send her the lyrics to the song as individual lines of text. So in a- <laughs> text. So I start off with one, send, two, send, three, four, five, send. <laughs> So she apparently was in a, she didn't respond. So I kept doing it. But then she respond was that she was in a very important meeting and her phone kept blowing up. <laughs> and then the phone was probably like rattling. Right. <laughs> and not like, you know, if someone like really needs you, like, they probably send you a text like maybe like seven times and then stop. But no, this one just kept going. <laughs> going down, to, you know, get some Ginny juice, but I really don't want to. Dear Buzz, head next week, send. <laughs> that being said, I, that's I, one of the best stories I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm a terrible friend. Don't give me your phone number. Um, but I, in the cultural, <laughs> cultural pantheon of 1999. I I, ha- I do agree. I think Baby, Baby One More Time is the more important and more like iconic song. And on another personal note, it was the song that, that happened that got my brother to stop making watching TRL at the end of the day a miserable experience because he would just shit on my love of the Backstreet Boys. And then all of a sudden, Britney Spears hit the scene and, oh, 
oh, all of a sudden he's interested in watching music videos after school. Go figure. So thanks, Brittany. Uh, sorry about the whole shaved head thing. Hoping for the best. Get off Instagram. It's not doing good for anybody. Amen. I do want to chime in a couple of things here. Thank you, Kara. That was beautiful. And I was waiting for that moment because you have to understand. So the trivia team she was talking about was Team Fuck Mountain, which was legendary Aww. in Rochester, New York from, I don't know, what what years were we playing? 2012 to 2014? Does that sound right? Like that, yeah. They literally had to bring in ringers from other towns to try to take us down because we were unfucking beatable. And we even had a spinoff team that had different names. What were they? Titty Ridge, yep. Secretion Bay. What? I don't even remember. <laughs> they were all themes. Yeah, because we, we too many people would show up, but we just had the perfect spread of people who knew things. Like, you know, the, the token straights had their sports and, you know, we had pop culture. And like I listened to NPR and the drive to work every day. So I was like, I got current events. We're good here. So we were unstoppable. We were unstoppable. And I still regret to this day that we never got to Geek Bowl because I think we would have done really well. Um, But so one of the things, and this is going to be a tangent, but we can do it because we have time, is that one summer I said to the team, guys, we need to do something. It's the summer. It's beautiful. We're in central New York. Let's go, you know, make use of it. So we created an extreme sports version of a mini golf tournament that went across the state of New York into Canada. And we called it the tour de fuck. And it was a combination of mini golf. And um, why am I blanking on the talk to me here? What? Heathers. Croquet. Oh, yes. Yes. And, each leg was in a different city. They had different costume themes. There were specific rules that if your ball hit somebody else's ball, you could either putt again or you could try to butt theirs off like into the distance. But if you could it off the course, if you get a hole in one, you got no bagged, which is a brown paper bag that you hooded someone with when they were teeing off for the first time on the next hole. It's very elaborate. And there are YouTube videos chronicling this that are professionally edited and you can find them. <laughs> Look up the tour to fuck. Not all of them are up, unfortunately. We we still didn't get the um, 80s exercise realness one in Syracuse. And did the Alpine one in the Adirondacks ever get done? I don't know. I don't think so. But the Syracuse one makes you laugh because it's so, like the one of the owners of the mini golf thing. Because we would call ahead and like get the group rate. He's like, are you guys professionals? We're like, yes. <laughs> yes, we <Absolutely>. are. <laughs> and we each had Cone. weird. Sure. Yes. So we each had code names. She was Mambo Singo. I was notable homosexual. And it was a whole thing. And Kara is lying when she tells you that she is not a good friend. She is the very best friend. And they, the friend who she was sending the text to is Anna McCabe. And shout out to Anna. We adore her. She's in my backyard right now. And yesterday was her birthday. Well, tell her, shout out to her. And also tell her, Anna was kind of like the protogenitor for this whole podcast because this is based off of a game we used to play called the yelling game where That's we would just sit there and argue. That's where it started. Yeah, so there, it was like a bracket game and it has a real name, but we would just call it the yelling game because it would just result like that's where we'd end up. Be like, no, Patrick Stewart would win in a bar fight. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Literally, that's how this all started. And the only reason Anna hasn't been a guest yet is because I don't think she would play by the rules. But um, yeah, the, the Mambo number she plays by her own rules. She does. Um, the Mambo, bring it back to Mambo number five. So for Christmas, our group does this thing called Crapmas and you get someone in a stocking, give them really shitty things. And I did a 12 days of Christmas stocking for Anna. And for five golden rings, I downloaded five different versions of Lou Bega's Mambo number five. And I burned them to a CD. And let me tell you something. Every time I get a new phone, 
it re-downloads all five versions of Mambo number five, <laughs> and it will not leave me alone. And for that reason, I'm voting for Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> That's karma coming back at you. Exactly. So I'm sorry that was a very long tangent. I hope you all stayed with us on it. But um, just doing one more. This is the. Right. <laughs> <laughs> This actually is the song of 1999 as we reminisce about our uh, glory days. Um, so our final four is No Scrubs by TLC versus I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys and Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin versus Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. And I have to say, I always take a step back at this point and look at how we got here. This is the correct final four for this year. Yeah. I actually do think yeah. this is the right selection of songs. Does anybody disagree? No. 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 So let's jump right into this. No scrubs versus I want it that way. I'm going to throw it to Kara. This is very hard. So, and we talked we talk about this earlier. If I'm looking at it through my 2020 glasses, no scrubs. That That's the song we need. That's the energy we need to survive whatever is coming ahead of us. Um, but if I'm looking at it through the 1999 glasses, then it's, I want it that way. Because again, it's, you know, and it, because it just fits the the that air, that year, it's that perfectly manufactured, over like over the top means nothing, and then it's still something to everybody. Song. So I, it, what are, I don't know. How are we judging this? Are we judging this by like now, or are we like putting ourselves back in 1999? I think you need to decide that for yourself. I can say for me, I'm judging it based on 2020. Okay. But you need to make that decision. Kevin Richardson, please forgive me. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with no scrubs. Like, Amy. Yeah. All right, Amy. No, I. At this whole time, I mean, listen. If I was using 2020, Amy LFO probably wouldn't have made it as far as it did. But um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sticking to 1999, Amy, who sat in the the sleepaway camp dining hall, and we belted that song out because I, I I think at the time I wanted that way symbolized like we wanted grilled cheese for lunch I, I don't even know what we were singing about but we wanted it that way and that was 1999 to me all right Heather uh, I was faced with the same dilemma Kara was and I think I'm also going to choose to go no scrubs not because I don't love the Backstreet Boys, but because I think right now, 2020 and the importance of this eclipses 1999, Heather. Mm. Who, if we, if we don't need something right now, it's Scrubs. No Scrubs. Yeah, right yeah. We don't need them in the White House. We don't need them in Congress. We don't need them in our relationships. Uh, we need no Scrubs right now. We do need scrubs, but that is important why you need to make donations to your health and medical professionals because they need PPE, folks. Yes, yes. we need a lot of scrubs. Preach. Yes. Um, but in all seriousness, so that's two for no scrubs, one for I want it that way. I'm also going to throw my weight behind no scrubs. And I'm not going to bother using my argument on this because it looks like it's going to the final two, and I'm going to save it for that. Next up, it's Live in La Vida Loca versus Baby One More Time. And this is hard. So I'm going to start by arguing for Ricky Martin because you guys were all talking about how I know uh, go figure. <laughs> um, but uh, 
here's the thing I would say about Ricky Martin. When he came out and did Cup of Life at the Grammys yes. and kind of like blew everything wide open, and it was that electric, sexual, just gripping, he was the closest thing we've had to Elvis in, I think, my generation. The only person I think that can come close would be George Michael and maybe Lenny Kravitz, but I don't think Lenny Kravitz ever got anywhere close to that stratosphere. But Ricky had it. He was cross-cultural. He had the sex appeal. There was just something like there was a lot of effort going on, but it seemed effortless. And who doesn't like Ricky Martin? And it wasn't like, creepy schoolgirl stuff like that. Right. Yeah. From modern lens. Mm. So yeah. that's what I'm going to say in favor of Ricky. But I also have to acknowledge baby one more time. Not only was the big bang for Britney, that I mean, who was it who was saying, Kara, you were saying when Britney came on, that changed it for my brother on TRL because suddenly it wasn't just boy bands. That mm-hmm. gave us the teen pop princess explosion, yep. which yep. we didn't really have for a good decade. Like, obviously, you had the Debbie Gibson Tiffany stuff in the 80s, but you didn't have anything like that that I can think of in the early 90s. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. At least not in the same way. Not, not in the same way. Agreed. Not in the same way. So Britney wasn't just Britney. Britney was a movement. Without Britney blowing up, you wouldn't have Christina Aguilera, although they come up at basically the same time. They came up at the same time, but more. I think if we were voting, which is more important to 99, Ricky Martin or Britney Spears, I'd vote Britney Spears. But which song do I like more in 1999? I'm living La Vida Loca. Heather, where are you coming down on this? I I feel similarly. I also think... Ricky Martin needs to be acknowledged for the fact that he also, in a way, brought some Latin beats to what otherwise is mostly a pretty um, white girl music mm-hmm. uh, sure. group of songs. I mean, with the exception of Mambo Number no. Five and some of that. But you know, for me, as a kid in North Carolina who was taking, you know, Spanish one, living La Vida Loca, I was like, "Oh, I know what that means." <laughs> <laughs> And me sitting in French class, I'm like, what? <laughs> what about you, Amy? Where are you coming down on this? I, I'm having a hard time because I, again, yes, Live and La Vida Loca, better song for sure. But I do also agree that Britney Spears and Baby One More Time was that, you know, we, we already had Backstreet Boys. We had in sync was on the scene. We had had New Kids on the Block. They made us sick. But, um, or something. Yeah. But um, they had a lot of hits. They had a lot of hits. But a lot of hits. By by the time Britney Spears came around, I mean, then we had Jessica Simpson. We had Mandy Moore. Like, I just think that Baby One More Time was this moment. And whether or not it was the look that we should have all been going for, it still felt like a empowering girl moment. I don't know. It it was all sorts of wrong looking back 2020 Amy looking back on it thinks it's all sorts of bad news and it's the opposite of no scrubs but I don't know to me to me this is the song of 99 I don't know yeah it is a cultural moment you cannot deny it and I mean I can't picture the Ricky Martin video in my head I, I maybe can get little glimpses no, I'm sure yeah I can't whereas <laughs> She's hey, like, I can tell you how many abs he has. I can break um, it down frame by frame. Give me my sketch pad. <laughs> like, 
I honestly, I, I'm having, I can remember, I think he's wearing like a black open shirt, but like that's every Ricky oh. Martin video. Yeah, I was going to say a white open shirt, so. Yeah. Anyway. Whereas I can do the choreography. All candlelit and like dark and purples and rich reds. And then he's like up on a platform and there's like, there's like, I feel like there's either fountains or blue lights, like. Like it sounds familiar to me, but I can picture every scene of yeah. the Britney video in my mind right now. I can do the hand movements. I would never do the hand movements because I can't pull that off, but I could. And like, I do think, and you saw how passionately I argued for Ricky a second ago, but I do think that Britney was, it's a, it's a great song. I think we were saying that Livin' La Vida Loca is a better song. I think it may be one more time. It's just as good of a pop song as Livin' La Vida Loca. I honestly do. I give Ricky credit because it did bring Latin flair. And I think if you look at this year, you had Jennifer Lopez, you had Santana, you had Ricky Martin. Yes. This is really an inflection point for Latin music in, uh, up in America, like North America in a way that hadn't been there before. I mean, yes, you had other artists like Gloria Stefan and et cetera, but like mm -hmm. this is really where they started to kind of come into a, a serious prominence that's still being felt today. But I think what Brittany B, uh, hit me one more time is just as important in a cultural way, just a more, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mayonnaise way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was still hugely, hugely influential. And I'm not going to knock it because it's a great video. It's a great song. Britney, the thing that Britney brings to this song and most of her songs is star fucking quality. She's yeah. got it. She's got it. Ricky does too. But if I had to pick between the two of them, I'm going with Britney here. I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm, I, I think we're not saying that one of these is a better song than the other, but it's like in, in the realm of 1999, which was the bigger or which had the most impact or the longevity. I think you're right that it's maybe one more time. I mean, so, okay. Ricky Martin never got a show in Vegas. Yes. That we know of yet, but Ricky, call me. Ricky Vegas, 2022. Please. Once COVID's over, right? Yeah. It's uh, open by then. I would see Ricky Martin to Vegas. Are you fucking kidding me? Hands down. Oh, me too. Uh, I am pretty Heather, Spears might not even be out by then. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Heather, where are you coming down on this? I, I I agree. I will go, Brittany, just thinking of who is the icon? What was the song that really paved the way? Yeah, okay, Brittany. And Amy? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I wore that outfit for Halloween in October of 1999. I, I, I got to go, Brittany. I wore that up for, for Halloween in 2019. <laughs> you wore that for uh, Tuesday last week. <laughs> I wore it on Tuesday. All right. So our final two is No Scrubs versus Baby One More Time. A great final two. This is a real battle. So I'm going to throw it to Amy first. Do you have a preference here? Baby One More Time. Why? Tim, again, I think that this comes down to like video, visual, thoughts, love no scrubs, great song, very catchy, very strong. But when I think about 1999, I am thinking Britney Spears walking down, and, and maybe that's also because of who I was. I was a high school girl walking down the hallway. I didn't have that outfit until I bought it for Halloween. But like, that's where I was. And that's, to me, 1999 is baby one more time and that video and who she was she's my age like it was just it was also this moment where I was like look at this girl who's my age doing this thing so I'm, I'm all about it 
All right, Kara. I, I, I have to, so I, I'm of two minds. So my, my preference, my, like, I am looking at these two, I am no scrubs all the way because it, it is a great song in 1999. It is a great song in 2020. Um, it is an important song in 1999. It's an important song in 2020 as we have established. And I'm, you know, I'm, un- I'm understanding the RuPaul's Drag Race season four all-stars. And I'm like, maybe we have two winners. Maybe, maybe there's no two <laughs> Because I, I, they're they're both important. And they're both great in their own ways, and I'm just like, I, I either like yeah. It's like if it's just me and I'm picking on behalf of myself, it's no scrubs. But if if I'm collectively doing something for the good of 1999, <laughs> I'm saying both. Wow, you're saying both. Saying both. Oh, this has never happened before. For the first time in the great pop culture debate history. <laughs> I have a panelist who won't make a decision. I'm going to mull on that. Where are you, Heather? I, it's, it's a bold choice. And I actually think your logic is very sound because 2020 Heather loves no scrubs. Love that we're still talking about no scrubs in, 1999, in 2020 from 1999. Love that it's still relevant. But I'm with Amy in that when I think about what defined 1999, what defined my middle school and subsequently high school years, it, it was Britney. You know, it was not just this song. It was everything that came after it. It was toxic. It was what this opened the doors for. But if I have to choose, I choose Britney. But I love the concept of two winners. <laughs> it's uh, pretty, it's a, bitch. It's, it's a lovely idea. <laughs> We're not going to have two winners. Uh, <laughs> Why do you have to ruin but I, everything? But I will. I will sit here as the lone TLC vote. I'm, I'm going to stay and not switching sides. But I'm, I'm. I'm okay where I am. Well, let me say this. Um, so I obviously argued passionately for Britney previously. I do want to say something about TLC and No Scrubs. I, I think I said that Cher's Believe, I believe, was the number one song of, of 1989 as a single. I'm pretty sure the TLC fan mail was the number one album of 1999. And this is what, as, as you guys are just talking about this, this is what occurred to me. I think fan mail is the peak of the R&B in, like, adult contemporary genre that was dominating a good chunk of the nineties. Right. And if you look at the top 100 for 1999, a good chunk of it was R and B, which is interesting that very few of those songs ended up making our ultimate bracket, but that's based on who's voting. Right. I think that fan mail was the peak of that particular wave of R and B. And I'm sure it, it has come since then. And I'm sure it'll come again. I think that Baby One More Time is the beginning of that next wave, which Mm. is the early 2000s pop princesses plus boy bands really just eclipsing the entire music industry. Like it's a question of do you raise up the thing that was on its way down or do you raise up the thing that was starting an entire new wave? Mm. And that's just my personal opinion from sitting as a little not really out, but let's not joke uh, who, i was never in the closet <laughs> gay white boy in syracuse new york who was not from a terribly diverse area like we're just gonna own that right 
but I like I respect the fuck out of TLC and I legitimately was wrecked when Left Eye died. The TLC behind the music is still one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Are those available streaming anywhere? Because if not, that's a crime. The TLC episode is incredible. Um, but in terms of what song I think best represents what 1999 was and where music actually ultimately went is Britney. In my opinion, that's where I'm going. With all respect to No Scrub. So, Carrie, are you staying with No Scrubs? I'm staying with No Scrubs. So, Brittany can get no love from you. Nope. Hanging Brittany on the passenger side. Had a song covered by Weezer, so that shows my whiteness right there. <laughs> there. And Amy. The whites and ruin her- everything every- at some point or another. And that's 2020. Um, Amy and Heather, you're both on Brittany? Team Brittany. Yep. Team Brittany. And there you have it. It's Britney, bitch. So we have a winner for our best song of 1999. Uh, I wasn't sure I was going that way. I'm pretty sure if you look at my bracket, which you can find online, I had something completely different. It was not LFO. Uh, But I want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you had fun. This was a little bit of a uh, from the hip episode since... Uh, I'm in the middle of a very big project at work. I didn't have time to write the script that I wanted to. But to my panelists, I want to say thank you so much for your time. You guys are awesome. This was so much fun to record. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And if you haven't, please go to the website, greatpopculturedebate.com, and see what pools are currently open, see what episodes we've already done, and see what topics are there so you can vote on episodes we'll do in future seasons. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Like us. If you really like us, please leave a review on the podcasts, uh, either Spotify or Apple. If you don't like us, please don't leave a review. We don't want your bad karma. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We hope you had- what was that? Good vibes only. Good vibes only. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you had a great day and we'll catch you again on the great pop culture debate. Goodbye. Goodbye.